Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 41. And in this episode, we're going to be doing a little bit of comparing this current weight loss journey that Jacqueline's on with the last weight loss journey she was on when she started journey weighing at over 500 pounds. But before we get started, we'd like to take a little bit of time to thank each and every one of you guys who listens. And if you could also take the time to recommend us or share our podcast with somebody who might find value from our conversation, we would greatly appreciate that. So with that, I think we'd like to jump right into this episode and start with the number one biggest difference that we've noticed, uh, both of us have noticed with this current weight loss journey, and that is that you're focusing on your mental health. Yes. So when I get asked about my weight loss journey and kind of tips that I would give someone who's kind of starting off on a weight loss journey, the number one recommendation, the number one tip, the number one thing, if I could go back and redo my journey all over again, it would be to make your mental health a priority, to talk to someone, to go to therapy. I wish when I started at 500 pounds, I started talking to a therapist and that I feel like there was an eating disorder going on in that moment of my life. And knowing what I know now and being in eating disorder recovery, getting diagnosed with a binge eating disorder, and kind of how much progress I'm making and kind of unlearning a lot of things I used to think all of my life, I think it would have been so helpful and beneficial for me to have begun that journey when I was 500 pounds. And I'm not one who likes to sit and kind of dwell in, I wish if I should have done this, because I think everything happens for a reason. There's a reason my journey is kind of playing out this way. Even if I don't fully understand it, I definitely believe all the lessons and everything I've gone through are a huge part of what has helped me become who I am today. But I think definitely the number one change in part of this weight loss journey compared to the other one is actually making that mental health a priority for me. Well, I think that's exactly it. I think it, it, that when you focus on that mental health and not even necessarily just like around your relationship with food, but just your mental health overall, I think there's so much progress that can be made in all aspects of your life, not just the weight loss part of it or making that your primary focus. I think that mental health is kind of like that overarching uh, theme or or whatever it may be that can really drive you forward in all aspects of life. Right. And I think what I learned in therapy with making my mental health a priority is really focusing on some of the choices, the decisions, the thoughts that were happening at 500 pounds and really kind of understanding why I was making those decisions. And now it's kind of like, oh, that's what was going on. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was actually dealing with. And making those switches, like Kevin said, where it's not just pertaining to food, it's pertaining to my life and how I feel about myself and how I love myself and how I love others. And I think that all starts with really digging down deep and figuring out what's actually going on inside your head. Right. And I think too, that that it also has to do with how you deal with situations away from food, like we had talked about. Like There's so many situations that come up in life that dictate how you respond and how you interact with other people. 
And when you really kind of start doing the work and really focusing on how you respond and how you react and how you are, I think, again, like we've talked about, that can really lead you towards success. Right, exactly. And so I think that has been the number one change with this time. And it's, I'm going to say it for the sake of this episode, like this journey compared to last time, but it's really just a continuation of, um, it's a continuation of meaning there's not, it wasn't like there was an end date and now I'm restarting, but it's just this new path I'm on finding myself where I do want to lose some weight again. It's a continuation. And I think when I, part of mental health, talking to my therapist about this, she said, it's not a redo. It's not like, okay, I failed the first time. Let me redo it now. It's a continuation of your life and doing what's best for you and living your life. And I think that switch that she shared with me has been like the biggest shift in this whole continuation of my journey where it's not like, okay, now I have to lose weight again and start over because I failed the first time. Well, that's exactly it. There's things that you learned, we'll say again, the first time, which that right. will carry you through this next or this current, what you're going through. You've learned uh, how to deal with situations. You've learned how to deal with like just all of it. Like it, You've been there before. You've done it. You know what it takes. You know what works. You know what doesn't work. At the same time, what you're currently going through, what worked before might not be working now. It's it's making those adjustments and focusing on that mental health and making that such a priority to be able to use your past experiences with what you're currently going through. Right. And sh- my therapist told me, you can't expect yourself to know everything. And you've learned so much throughout your journey that those things you've learned are now helping you now, but you didn't know it back then. So it's hard to sit here and put yourself down for things you didn't know before you learned them, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. Like, again, you don't know, realize what you're doing is working or or hurting you until you kind of learn that or figure that out. Right. And so that's why it's like, if you find yourself always starting again or always saying, oh, I'm starting again, I try to lose weight and I keep failing and I keep trying and messing up and I have to start over, that little tweak in that mindset of, You are just learning and growing, and it's a continuation. It's not a you failed and now you have to start over. Life, there is no completely failing unless you completely just give up on something. And I think that is what's definitely helping me now to forgive myself for the weight gain, to forgive myself that now I find myself on this path of having to lose weight again and kind of just reminding myself it's not failure. It's just continuing to move forward. So I think like I cannot stress that enough how much mental health plays a whole role in weight loss or when we're trying to make changes in our life and changing kind of old behaviors, old thought processes, old ways of thinking. So we can keep continuing to move forward on the best track path that's best for us, whether it's weight loss or not. I think for me, that number one switch is really focusing on my mental health and not just having it, okay, I want to lose weight and be as skinny as possible, but really figuring out why I was turning to food, why I was using food as a coping mechanism, why I kept all my feelings to myself, why I was trying to be as skinny as possible. And, you know, being diagnosed with a binge eating disorder is hard, but it's like, I didn't know that back then. Going back to that, you can't heal or fix or things you don't know. 
and now it's like I have a brand new perspective on things outlook and a new way of seeing things you have a new lens to look through makes certain things clear maybe some other things are maybe a little more out of focus but you've got a new way of looking at the world right so it's not just this where i used to be in this and i told my therapist i failed now i have to do it again it's i've learned i've grown i've experienced i've discovered different things and i'm taking that to continue to move forward on my journey and i think that is such a powerful thing for me and for anyone listening to know it's not you failed and now you have to keep going. It's you just keep going. Right. And I think that's exactly it. And sure, you you feel like you're starting over from ground zero. But the reality is you've learned things about yourself by starting before. You're not starting from that same no. starting line. That's, that, finish, that finish line may still be at the same spot. But again... This, there's never really truly a finish line in life. Mm-hmm. So, so you're, it's constantly growing. But that starting point isn't going to be from as far back as it was before because you've learned things that you can apply mm-hmm. to where you are right now. And that's a great point Kevin brought up is, like my therapist said, there's no end. There's no finish line. It's not, okay, you lost that 350 pounds. Congratulations, here's your trophy. It's, okay, you lost 350 pounds and you have to continue living your life and doing what you need to do. So even now, reminding myself, there's not an end. Like, this is just trying to make the decisions that are best for me and my life. And what is that? And learning that along the way as you go and not being so focused on that finish line because it's not there. Even if you lose all your weight and get to a goal weight, you're not done. It's not over. So Well, life's not over. Like, life continues on once you achieve your weight loss goals or whatever. Life still goes on right. at that and point. Then what? And then what are we going to do? And I think that's where I'm trying to focus on. It's not just weight loss. It's figuring out, like I said, why I'm turning to food, why I use food as a coping mechanism and changing those things. So once I do feel comfortable in my body and in my skin, I can continue living my best life possible without reverting or going back to kind of some of those old ways. No, Exactly. I think the second biggest difference this time around or as I continue is I'm actually sharing everything online where before when I started at 500 pounds, it was just me. I didn't share anything online. I didn't have a social media. And as much as I think part of that helped because I wasn't focused on sharing it with the world, I think it also added to that obsessive behavior I was in of hyper-focusing on weight loss and making my whole life around weight loss and keeping some of those emotions in when I was struggling, when I was having a bad day, when I was having a hard time with my body or the scale and feeling like I was alone in that because honestly, everyone I was seeing at that time who was posting on social media always made it seem very black and white of if you're overweight, you lose weight. Here's a before and after, just do it. And I think that put a little bit more pressure on me in the beginning because I wasn't seeing other people struggle. I wasn't seeing other people at 500 pounds or 400 pounds on a weight loss journey. And it made me almost kind of feel alone, even though I had Kevin, who was an amazing support, my friends and family going through like that big of a journey and a transformation made it, I think, a little bit more focused on just weight loss completely and not actually sharing what was going on. 
I think you didn't have that day-to-day outlet that social media has become for you. Right. And so I know a lot of people have said, do you think if you would have shared at 500 pounds, you would have had the same success as losing all of that weight? And I think what it kind of boils down to is, again, everything happens for a reason. But I feel like this time around... I actually have that support system in everyone who chooses to follow, listens to this podcast to be a part of my journey where it allows me to be real. And like Kevin said, have that outlet where I can post a picture of me crying and saying, I'm having a bad day. I hate my body. I hate myself. I'm having a hard time to not only get that out, but like I said, no one was posting that before. And so to have other people feel like they can relate to that, to know that it's okay to have a bad day. Weight loss is not easy. It's not black and white. And so as much as I can't sit here and say by not sharing it is what gave me the success or not, because I have no idea. All I know now is the support system I have from all of my friends I've made online and every single person who chooses to follow along on this journey that support truly helps me keep going every day. And that I think was kind of lacking in the beginning. Right. I think by you sharing and being open and vulnerable vulnerable and out there, I think it really confirms to you again that you're not alone in this journey. There's other people who are having those same daily struggles and those same fighting those same demons on a daily basis like you are. And I think it it gives you that that hope and that power, like, okay, if they can keep pushing through, I can keep pushing through as well. Mm-hmm. And it, it's social media is not just a highlight reel of all the positive things that are going on. There are ups and downs. And by sharing those ups and downs, you have people who are connected to you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so important to me to be real, to be honest, to share those struggles. Because otherwise, what am I doing? Like, otherwise, what is the point of me sharing my journey or my weight loss if it isn't going to be real and honest and help people and to connect with people and to help you know you're not alone, whether it's with an eating disorder, whether it's with weight loss, weight gain, skin removal, loose skin, no matter what, you are not alone in this world. And for me, sometimes When I was like 500 pounds, like I said, I felt like no one understood what I was going through. There was not one single person in the whole entire world who was dealing with what I was dealing with. And that made it hard to keep going sometimes because it was like, why am I binging on food? Why am I restricting so much? Why am I so overweight? Why do I keep turning to food? Why is this only happening to me and no one else? And I think once I started sharing and posting about that online, I not only realized I wasn't alone, but the amount of comments I've received from you guys saying how now you don't feel alone. It just really motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing, but to also remind myself to keep doing what's best for me. I think that's exactly it. When you do what's best for you, and again, for you, it's being open and honest and sharing this with the world via social media. It's given you power to continue to push forward. And I think it also gives me that power to not keep holding those emotions in all the time. No, absolutely. 100%. I would say it's, it's an outlet. 
where I could actually sit down and even though my captions are sometimes novels, it allows me to have that therapy of getting it out there, not holding it in, not pretending I'm okay and turning to food. And if I can put that out there and help myself as well as help others, I think that's been a huge turning point now opposed to what it was before. Absolutely. And I think the other part to really quickly mention is by being so vulnerable and by sharing so much online, the incredible amount of support I get. But of course, you are going to get the hate. And I think that definitely plays a huge role in what I'm going through now compared to before, because before my friends and family knew and there was never one ounce of negativity, hate, you can't do this, doubt, it was all support. And I think that could be something hard to deal with. And I struggle with it too. But I also have to remind myself that what other people can say to me can't stop me from continuing to do what's best for me. And reminding myself there are going to be people who don't understand, who don't agree with me, not just weight loss, in life. And this has been a huge lesson that I've learned too is not everyone's going to agree with me, not everyone's going to like me, not everyone's going to understand me, but that's not my problem. And I think I just have to keep being true to myself, true to who I am, and keep being true to what's best for me. And the right people will love me and everyone else can go away and (laughs) and not focus so much on being a people pleaser, wanting everyone to like me, wanting to make everyone else happy to a fault where I put myself last. And I think all this kind of combines with what's happening with me sharing everything, (laughs) essentially. The third difference from when I was losing weight at 500 pounds till now is that I'm on a completely different eating plan, meal plan, quote unquote diet plan, um, where it's not just a little different, like it's drastically different. Where before I was on packaged food, diet food, that's all I would eat. And I know Kevin can attest, attest mm-hmm. to it that I wouldn't even smell, touch, breathe, taste, lick anything if it wasn't part of that packaged food I was eating before. Like it was not, uh, let me just have a bite. It was I became to a full obsessed with this is the only food I could eat. And if I wasn't eating that diet food, it was a complete binge the other way. Like there was no middle. And I think that kind of goes back to what you stated was number one, your difference or biggest difference between that journey and where you currently are is that mental health and eating disorder difference and focusing on overcoming the mental health issues that Uh, you're currently facing. Right. And it's like looking back, I can totally see how disordered my relationship was with food and with myself. And in that moment, I thought I was doing the quote unquote right thing or what I should be doing if I want to lose weight, where it was I was perfectly following to a T this diet plan because my goal was to lose weight. And that's the only thing I cared about. And it became like that obsessive, this is what I have to do. There's no alternate. There's no middle ground. There's no other choice. This is what it has to be. And in the moment, I thought I was doing a great job. And I got 
praised. I got everyone saying you have such great willpower. You're doing a great job. I can't believe you never cheat. I can't believe you're still on this program and you haven't gone off. And it was like praise for what I was doing, which only added me to keep doing it. And looking back now, I'm like, like, I'm like, like nails on a chalkboard. Because I was like, it was so dangerous what I was doing to myself and that mental health and where I was. But I had no idea. I had no idea what was going on. But I think, too, that's a key right there is learning from your past experiences to be able to apply it to where you currently are now and what you're currently going through. Exactly. You can look back and say, okay, what I did in that moment was what I thought was best for me. It was I was achieving excess success based on what I thought was success. But Mm -hmm. looking back with what I know now, that wasn't the healthiest. That wasn't the best choice. That wasn't what I should have been doing or could have been doing, I could have been doing X, Y, and Z. And you put those changes into place so that you can have sustainable, long-lasting results as opposed to getting skinny as possible, as fast as possible. And that's why I don't like looking back and saying, like I mentioned before, like, I should have done this. What if this? I should have done this. Because it all goes back to that you can't do something if you don't know what you're doing, or you can't undo it if you don't know what you're doing. You can't fix it if you don't know it's a problem. And so going through all of that, I learned, I grew, I went to therapy, I figured out I had an eating disorder. And now all I can do is move forward because I have that new information, I have that new knowledge, and I can apply it to my life now. But I can't expect or be upset at myself for not doing it back then when I didn't know that that's what I should have been doing. Exactly. I think that is fire, what you just said right there, is is you can't be upset for the choices that you made that what you thought were best in that moment. Looking back, you've got experience to say, okay, that wasn't the best choice. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, you were absolutely doing what what you thought was 100% the right choice. And that's what I talk to my therapist about this all the time, because as much as I'm, everything happens for a reason, let's move forward, I'm ready to keep moving forward. I'm so hard on myself for gaining any weight. And I talked to my therapist about this and she says, when you were 500 pounds, you did not have that support of someone saying, stop, you have a binge eating disorder. Let me help you. She said, you were trying to deal with this all on your own. And how could you have handled that or dealt with that if you didn't have that support or that knowledge to be able to handle or deal with that? So we can't be angry at our past for not doing what we think we should have done when we didn't know. And I think that's what I constantly tell myself when I find myself struggling or angry or I wish I would have done this. I wish this would have happened is we can only do the best we can in the moment and at the spot in our journey in our life that we're in and continuing to move forward. We continue to learn, grow, evolve. And can apply some of those things so we can keep moving forward. I think that that's so key too, like you just said. It's it's putting those things into place and putting those habits into place that you want that will lead you to that success. When you can, can do those choices in and out, day in and day out, and you have those habits of success, you can have an off day. But as long as you're making those choices more frequently than you're, than you're not, you're going to get where you want to go. And so I think that in terms of like food and what I'm eating is a huge difference. And as scary as it was 
to change things up because it's a drastic change. Like it wasn't just, okay, let's change the amount of calories you're on. It's from packaged food of one program to eating pretty much anything you want, real foods on another. And so... I think there was a time in the middle there where you weren't really following much of anything as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that also played a role into what led you to that was I think that pendulum of being, okay, I'm all the way over here. I'm restricting everything. I'm only allowed to eat what's in this plan. You're going to have to come back the other way. And you went to the other extreme and I can have literally freedom to have Mm -hmm. whatever it is that I want. And then now you're trying to find somewhere more in the middle of, okay, there's freedom within limits here that I can Mm -hmm. follow and, and have a plan that will set me up for long-term success. Like you see both extremes don't work. Let's right. find somewhere in the middle that's going to help me get where I want to go. That's exactly where I'm at right now with this new program that I'm on is where it's not completely let me just binge out and eat everything I want, like Kevin said, but it's not I only have to eat this packaged food and everything else that's not this packaged food is bad. And I feel like that's the place I'm at right now is that middle ground of you know, being on WW is eating whatever I want, but within limits. And I think that's that hardest thing for me to kind of learn because it has been so all in or all out for pretty much my whole life. Or even when I started at 500 pounds, it was you have to be doing and eating this diet food. And if you're not, that's bad. And so I think it's now trying to find that middle ground of completely binging is not working, but only eating this diet food's not working. And really changing that relationship with food and actually eating real foods again has been a huge difference for me and not kind of saying you have to eat this. And if you're not, you're doing something bad. Well, I think, too, the other part of it is your your before your sole focus, priority, success was that scale mm-hmm. and what you look like. And I think now you've come to realize like there's more to life than being as skinny as possible and having that number on the scale be as low as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think once you get to that point, it's got to be incredibly freeing. Right. I feel like I'm still at that point where I'm still dipping my toe in the water to make sure I'm comfortable. I haven't fully jumped in and I'm like, oh, I got this. I'm right in the middle. I'm not the extremes. But it's like I'm getting there and that feeling is definitely freeing. Knowing I'm headed there, even though I'm not there yet, I still have a lot of like that mental work and shift to do where it's not the extreme of all or nothing. But I think really allowing myself to enjoy food again and eat foods I love and finding like that middle ground of it's okay to eat cookies. It's not bad. It's not eating the whole box of cookies that I'm working on. I think knowing And having the information, the knowledge I have now with food and with myself, changing those plans, not that one was bad and the other is good, but just where I need to be right now in terms of recovery and doing what's best for me is that switch of the plans I'm on has been like that huge turning point to help me change some of that distorted way of food and how I was thinking. So then the fourth thing that's different from last time losing weight till now is the medical issues or kind of the medical stuff that's going on. And at 500 pounds, a lot of people assumed I had high blood pressure, had diabetes, my cholesterol was really bad. 
weirdly enough, but I don't know why, I did not have any of those medical issues. Nothing. Doctors would ask me if I would go see a doctor. Oh, you're pre-diabetic. And I was like, uh, we can check. And they're like, well, no, you're not. Like, huh, that's weird. And then they take my blood pressure. No, your blood pressure is fine. So it was like, obviously, 500 pounds is not healthy. But like in terms of like... The numbers wise, you were all within the normal range. Which is... I still don't understand. Um, but this time, I think the difference is I do have, and they're not like, this, it, it, well, I'm not comparing high blood pressure to like swelling issues as the same thing, but I do have medical issues in terms of the swelling, the fluid retention, and what that's causing my body to do, which is the banding on my arms, which prevents fluid from properly flowing throughout my body. Um, and that is caused from losing so much weight, having skin removal surgery, and then gaining some weight. My body's in like this weird what's going on and it's holding on to fluid. Um, and so because of that, I have these issues, like I said, with fluid that the doctors think weight loss might help, but they're not sure. They think the banding on my arm, it looks like there's like a tight rubber band around my arm. They think weight loss will release that, but they're not sure. And so I think this time it's kind of putting added pressure where it's not just, I want to lose weight because I want to lose weight and weigh less. It's I'm putting a little bit of extra pressure on myself because I want these issues to be resolved. I want some of this medical stuff now to be fixed. Because if not, there might have to be more surgeries to cut that banding on the arm or to figure out what else is going on with the fluid. And it's kind of like that pressure of the doctors kind of putting it on me a little bit more and where it's not just lose weight because you're unhealthy because you're 500 pounds. It's why are you losing weight and how much fluid is coming out and is the banding better and is your arm split open? And so it's, it's adding a little bit more pressure to myself. I think, to lose weight in that sense because I want my body to kind of heal those issues. Right. But I think at the same time, it's it's super important to kind of sit back and take a step back away from that. And yes, that is a goal. But stressing about those things, is that going to change the outcome? Right. Like there's certain things that you can do that you can control, some things you could, cannot. And stressing about them is not going to change the outcome of what's going to happen. Right. And I think that's where I'm really working on that. I'll backtrack. Part of my thing is I don't not like knowing what to expect. Like the unknown is kind of hard for me sometimes. So if the doctor would have just said, which it's not true, but if he said, once you lose 50 pounds, the banding is 100% going to be gone. Logically in my head, that makes sense. And I'd be like, okay, I could deal with that. But this unknown of, well, weight loss could help it, but it could not. And 20 pounds may help it, but it might not. And it might be resolved with this, but we don't know. That stresses me out. Like, <laughs> No, absolutely. And I think that, again, it ties back to that number one difference between this, this part of your journey as opposed to the previous part. is again, focusing on that mental health and being aware of the consequences of that. Mm -hmm. And I think reminding myself, like Kevin said, 
I can only do the best I can. And stressing about things that are out of my control is only adding to me being more stressed. I kind of have to learn to let that go and take it literally one day at a time, one pound at a time and evaluate how am I feeling? How is the fluid moving? How is the banding? And not let that dictate what then I'm going to do to drastically then try to lose weight to see if it helps or go to extreme measures because the doctor's asking me how it's doing and it's not getting any better or, and so I think it's really helping me focus on what I can control, like Kevin said, and kind of letting everything else go because stressing about the fluid or is weight loss helping? Is it not going to help? What's going to happen if it doesn't help is only adding to me being more stressed. And in the end of the day, whether I lose weight and it helps the fluid or not, isn't going to do any good for me right now, like to keep stressing about it. Right. I think the biggest difference this time or where you currently are is that you've, you do have some medical things going on. And I think it's being in touch with those things, but not allowing those things to dictate what your behaviors are. Mm-hmm. I think not- you've done a good job of, okay, these things are here. I need to be aware of them, but they're not going to 100%. Okay. I'm not going to not eat this or not going to do this because of these medical things. It's okay. They're here. I need to be aware of them and we'll keep an eye on them, but they're not going to change my day-to-day activity. And I think that's a great point you brought up because before, if let's say my wrist was really hurting and putting any weight on it killed me, I would keep going to the gym and putting weight on it because I felt like I had to, to a point where then I couldn't move my whole arm for two weeks where I feel like now I'm able to better tune, listen to my body, listen to myself and not go to those drastic measures of, okay, my wrist is hurting, but I'm going to keep doing these arm workouts because I need to do them because I have to lose weight to get rid of the fluid. And I think those two things are drastically different in terms of like medical issues, what my body's going through, because I'm able to now listen to my body and figure out what it needs without starving myself, working through pain going through drastic measures to quote unquote fix anything. And I think that's huge progress from where I started till where I am now. The last thing I kind of wanted to mention, number five of the biggest difference from beginning my journey at 500 pounds until now is kind of a given. It's kind of an obvious, but I don't have as much to lose now as I did back then, Um, which is obviously good but at the same time i don't really see it as like a okay last time i had 300 pounds to lose and now i only have 20 pounds to lose so now it's going to be so much easier like i don't see it as that because i think all along i've always known no matter how much weight someone's trying to lose it's not easy and it's physically and mentally going to be kind of a battle or a hardship so i don't look at it as like oh this is going to be a piece of cake I look at it as, okay, I just kind of have to just keep going. I think like, that you hit the nail on the head with that. Whether you're trying to lose 300 pounds or you're trying to lose 20 pounds, the habits and behaviors still have to be the same. Right. It's, One person might get to their, uh, I'm going to put in quotes, end goal sooner, but the habits and goals of the day-to-day grind are going to be the same whether you're trying to lose 300 pounds or you're trying to lose 20 pounds. Right. So I think that part of it is not... M- very different to me because I'm not looking at it as a way of, oh, this is going to be so easy now because I only have 
Whatever but at amount. this point, you don't know, and you're not trying to focus. It's not that's not your focus at this point either. And I think that's a big difference. Is before is okay. I want to lose exactly. I want to get under two hundred pounds. I right. want to get to one ninety nine. Where where now it's like okay. I want to be happy, healthy, and content with where I'm at. And who right. cares what that number on the scale right is? Right now, it's like I want to be comfortable and confident and happy in my body again. And I don't know how much that is. I'm not focused on now. I'm going to lose fifty pounds, a hundred pounds, twenty pounds, ten pounds. It's I just want to feel comfortable and good in myself and in my body again. And I feel like this time around or as I continue now, I'm more confident in myself, in my body in terms of moving it and workouts and what my body can do, what it can't do, listening to it when something hurts or taking a rest when my body needs it. Where before I was like learning how to move my body. I didn't even I couldn't even walk for five minutes before. And so it makes it a little easier in that sense where I'm already kind of in tune with what my body can do, what it's capable of, its strength, what areas I need to work on, and kind of having that knowledge of where my body's at, which makes it a little bit easier. Um, And on the flip side, it's a little bit harder because at 500 pounds, I was losing like five pounds a week, whereas now it's obviously not coming off that fast. And I think that mental switch has been a little bit of an adjustment for me to kind of deal with and kind of hitting some of those plateaus of not every week you're going to be losing or you're not going to be drastically dropping weight every week like it was before. I think that mental switch is hard because the only thing I have to compare it to is last time. Like I don't have another way to measure it. And so I think that's where that mental aspect is hard because you're like, well, why was I able to lose five pounds a week last time? But this time I can barely lose a pound. Right. And I think that goes back to one of our our first episodes we talked about was finding different ways to measure measure your success. That scale alone is not the be all end all of am I making progress? Mm -hmm. And I think that is super difficult, especially for you who's very logically Mm-hmm. in tune with what's going on it has to be it has to make sense it has to be logical and i think we've talked about it at at end that what that number on the scale does is not a logical thing there's right. so many factors that play into whether you lose or you don't lose or you you're up or you're down and that you could do everything perfectly to a T that you should be doing to lose weight and the number will go up and there's nothing that you can do to logically figure out why that is. And I think that's where it's hard because a lot of times when that happens with someone, that is a catalyst for now I'm going to give up. Screw it. I did everything I could. I ate X, Y, Z. I did all my workouts and I gained weight. Screw this. I'm not doing it anymore. It doesn't work. And that was definitely that mindset I was in before Because if the scale went up and I knew I did everything right, it would be a hysterically crying for the whole day and trying to pinpoint what I did wrong and really trying to call out myself as to what I did wrong. And part of that, and it's nothing against anyone or the program or whatever, but part of it was if you didn't lose weight, you were asked, well, what went wrong this week? And I think that mentally played a huge part in that thought process for me because it's like 
that people assume if you didn't lose weight that week, you must have ate or did something you shouldn't have done. And knowing me, even though it was to a fault, I never went off plan. I never did anything I wasn't quote unquote supposed to do. And then when someone would constantly keep asking you that, then it was like, well, what did I do wrong? And then I would start blaming myself. Where this time, I think I have more of that knowledge or that understanding of you're not going to lose weight every single week. And it's not going to be just a total downward trend where everything's going to go perfectly the way you want it to go. And I think it's a little bit easier as much as I don't sometimes understand it or it doesn't make sense to me because I'm a very logical person. It doesn't allow that to break me or to ask myself, what did I do wrong? And I think that's a huge difference from before where if the scale goes up or I hit a plateau and I don't lose maybe that week, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. It's, huh, okay, well, it's obviously not ideal or what I wanted, but okay. And then I keep moving on. Well, I think too, that goes back to you're equipped with those tools now Mm -hmm. where you didn't know what was going on before. You didn't know that it wasn't right to not always be losing weight. Where now you've you've lived beyond that, you realize that your weight loss journey before wasn't necessarily very typical in the mm-hmm. sense that you're losing two, three, five pounds a week, mm-hmm. and it's never going up ever. Like that's not. I'm gonna put in quotes again. Normal. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know that in that moment. So when you're doing it this time and it's different, it's not going the exact same way. It's like okay, now I can look at it with a different idea and different scope and know, okay, that wasn't the normal time. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going through right now. And this is what is typical and normal. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think I still struggle with the scale, with my body, with different things. But like Kevin said, I learned different coping mechanisms or different ways to track progress or to still feel proud of myself where I'm not going to allow, whether it's a plateau, whether it's the scale went up that week, no matter what it is. I'm not going to let that derail the overall progress that I'm making. Where before it was like, even if I had just lost 50 pounds and that week it went up 0.5 pounds, I felt like I completely failed the whole weight loss journey because I didn't lose weight. Where now it's kind of like, yeah, this might be hard and this might suck and this might not be what I wanted to happen, but I'm just going to keep moving forward. And I think that's that biggest shift of how I kind of viewed myself, my body, the scale before versus how I view that now where it's still hard, but it doesn't deter. I know it doesn't determine my success or it's going to make me quit or feel like a failure because I quote unquote did something wrong. I think is like that biggest. No, it's definitely a huge, the whole outlook surrounding that. What's what am I being successful or am I having success as it's definitely a huge shift and change where you currently are as opposed to where you were before. Right. And those different measures of how did I feel this week? How did I feel during my workouts? How am I proud of myself because I can now hold a plank for 20 seconds? So even though the scale didn't go down, what else happened this week that I'm proud of myself for? And I think that's where it helps me with those in the moment if I stand on the scale and I'm like, it didn't go down or it went up. I'm able to switch it and be like, okay, but what went well this week besides that? Where it's not you failed or did anything wrong. 
And even if it stays the same three, four weeks a month, it's something where I'm like, yeah, this is hard, but I'm still making progress. And I think that's that huge thing where, and I'll say it, I feel proud of myself for that. No, and you should. Absolutely. 100%. And so I think overall, this time around is not having like that goal weight has taken kind of that pressure off trying to hit a certain number, which makes it a lot easier to kind of just remind myself to just keep taking it day by day and doing what's best for me. And it's not focusing and having my whole goal be weight loss where it consumes my life. And that's the only thing I'm concerned with. That's the only thing that matters. That's the only thing I want to do. I think you've gotten to a point where you've built a routine and habits and you're basing your, I guess, self-value based on, am I maintaining my routine and my habits as opposed to, am I, is that number on the scale going down? Am I wearing smaller clothes? I like all of these other things like you've, You've grown to 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 look at the world differently, mm-hmm. where there's more to life than how much I weigh. Exactly, and being comfortable, confident, and happy in my skin, opposed to just being let me see how skinny I can get, or being as skinny as possible, even if it takes me to drastic measures to get there, has been that huge shift that I've worked on where. I don't have a goal weight. I don't have a set amount I want to lose. I don't want to be as skinny as possible to try to get down to as small as I even was before. It's I just want to get to a place where I feel good in my body again. And I think that reminds me every time I'm having a hard moment or every time I struggle with the scale or every time I struggle with kind of some of those eating disorder thoughts, it's it's not about a number It's about feeling good and it's about feeling good every day so we can keep moving forward and not every day is going to be easy. You're not going to be okay every day. It's going to be hard, but hard doesn't mean impossible. And so that means we just have to keep taking it day by day and doing what's best for us, which is a huge difference than from where I was before. So no matter where you are on your journey, I just want you to remember that there's no failure. If you found yourself, you lost 500 pounds and you gained some weight back, it doesn't mean you're a failure. It's just a continuation now of your journey, taking some of those things that were challenging, taking some of the things you've learned, having those things you grew and evolved and kind of experienced along the way help you to keep moving forward. And like my therapist told me, it's not, I failed, so I have to start again. It's a what did that teach me so I could take that with me as I continue to move forward. So I never want you to think you're a failure. I never want you to think if you're starting a weight loss journey again, no matter how many times you've started and given up, that you're a failure. Remember, take what you've learned, do the best you can, and just keep moving forward. So with that, I think we'd like to thank everybody who took the time to listen to this episode. And we hope that you found some uh, little nuggets out of uh, Jacqueline sharing her journey with you that will maybe help you along your way. We'd also would like to take the time to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And again, there is no charge to subscribing to our podcast. I don't know why they use that word, but I know there is a lot of confusion going on with subscribing and people thinking they need to pay for podcasts. Our podcast is 100% free to download and listen to wherever it is that you choose to do that. So thanks again for listening. And also one last thing to remember, it's it's never never too late late to fly. fly.